like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Heather. I know you're here to listen to the podcast, but did you know I also offer all kinds of online consulting services? Stuff like webinars, book studies, curriculum training and consultation, and even companion activities for podcast episodes to use for staff development. If you're interested, you can check out my website at www.thatearlychildhoodnerd.com or you can email me at heather at thatearlychildhoodnerd.com. Thanks for listening. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt Santi, and uh, joined on this episode by Mike Huber. Hello. Uh, so we're doing an experiment <laughs> on this episode. Um, Mike and I have have been talking about um, doing a, some episodes where he sort of prompts me to go a little deeper on something about something to connect it to uh, to actual to my actual practice and talk about that. Am I getting it right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. I, it seems like it's you're going to take something from a previous episode. And just ask me some things to go. Exactly. Yeah. Sort of going deeper. And, it, and it's yeah. so I, I think I'm probably not the only one when I listen, like wondering, oh, so how does that affect you? Like, what do you do in a class? Mm-hmm. I was going to go watch you. Yeah. But I see, oh, yeah, yep. She's read a lot of Alfie Cohn <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. That, whatever. That, so yeah. That's what I was uh, thinking of. Mm-hmm. That's my idea. And All right. thinking of it, I do a coaching is what I mostly do during the day with teachers. And so as much as I bring reading in to my coaching, like here, read this, yeah. you know, it's usually a short excerpt or I even create bullet points for them. Uh-huh. So you don't have to read a smart book, mm-hmm. but what's mostly important is, okay, you've read that, but now what are you going to do? Yeah. Classroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I think this is going to be fun. Um, yeah. But it is an experiment too. I have no idea where it's going to go. Either. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know beforehand what the topic's going to be. Yeah, we did discuss ahead of episode. time if you wanted to know or not. I, and I, I'm pretty sure you said you didn't want to know. Yeah. Be okay not knowing. Yeah. I was talking to, talking to Steve. We were having our coffee out on the porch this morning. And I was like, I'm a little bit nervous. And he's yeah. like, you're going to have opinions. <laughs> like you're going yeah. to have a, a connection. So. Well, and I was going to say that, you know, you can also look at it in your everyday life too. Yeah. yeah. You really want, if you want to talk about you and Steve or you and your kids or whatever, <laughs> That works also because cool. it may bring up, and I, I, I don't want to do it where you're the only one on the spot. Like, I feel like I have to also oh, sure. share what I yeah. do. So. It will still be a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm mostly thinking about the Alfie Cohn episode, and I just re-listened to it a little while ago okay. at 
twice the speed, which I have to say, listening to you, Richard, and Lisa <laughs> at double speed was like um, a little insane. Um, I can imagine. And I mean, there were, uh, Liz and Emma were there too, but yeah. you three just like yes. sped up. It's quite yes. so. Um, but, uh, and it may get into some of Bev Boss's like ideas too, because I really wanted to focus on the praise part of one's oh, sure. work. Um, yeah. I was trying to see if there were other um, things, but it felt like it kept coming back to praise in terms of the reflection on your own practice. Uh -huh. So I'm, I could go two ways with this. Mm -hmm. uh, part of it I'm wondering, because I, I assume with your college students, you have to give them grades. Yes. And yet, you know, and I, I think you even made a reference to Alfie Cohn when you were grading their work, or I can't remember, or no, you were going to give yourself a reward. Yeah. In the grading. Yeah. So it was like a double, like, you know, breaking the Alfie Cohn yeah. rules, but the, you know. It's a, it's a do as I say, not as I do situation. Exactly. <laughs> um, so maybe, why don't we start there? So yeah. how, how do you rectify that in your mind? Yeah, uh, well, so honestly, um, just in terms, so I teach at a community college um, and they're early childhood education students. And I'm, I'm just on my third semester of doing it. So, uh, so I'm learning about grading and that kind of yeah. thing. But I, I think that if it were up to me, I wouldn't do grades. Like, because it seems to me that if we're really all there to learn, then doing the work and having the conversations about the work is where that learning happens. And uh, so, so for example, this week, um, you know, they had to turn in a reflection based on a video that they watched. And uh, so I'm, they turn it in midnight Sunday. That's when it's due. I'm grading it Monday and Tuesday and I'm putting comments in the paper um, and they're just conversational comments. I mean, some are sort of, of redirecting or ch challenging, but, but mostly they're just sort of trying to make it a dialogue as much as I can in this setting. And I know that they're not going to go back and look at that once right. they see the grade is in their assignments done and they're moving on to the next thing. So that's really tricky for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I guess I reconcile it by, you know, I have to give these grades. That's a requirement. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm a super easy grader. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, have, I and, think people like us tend to be because we don't and, really value the grade, but we don't want to punish anyone like, like literally make their life harder because. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to find ways within the grading system to make it more of a dialogue and a discussion. Yeah. And, and so I do my weekly video lecture and I said, yeah. please, if you have the time, go back and look at the comments <laughs> right. I made. I said, I know that it's done and it's off your checklist, but, um, but if you're really here to learn and we're really valuing the the ideas that we are practicing with in that assignment then then it has to go beyond the due date right in the grade in the grade book um so that's yeah that's that makes I'm me trying to figure that out and i want to make yeah, sure that yeah. feedback is not just good job nice paper right right yeah a star right yeah <laughs> so it's it's just what alfie is is challenging me has challenged yeah. me to do with children as well is it's not about me feeling good because I said good job and them feeling good because they got a good job. It's me really telling them specifically what pieces I found interesting or right. made me wonder 
or that I'd like them to think more about. And I think that's all coming from Alfie. Yeah. Yeah, it does make me, I haven't um, taught at the higher ed level yet. And part of the reason I haven't tried that is the whole thing of grading and, you know, having these assignments that are due just kind of, I haven't figured out how to reconcile it. Mm -hmm. um, that and I don't want to be busy at night. So <laughs> yeah, it's a combination yeah. there. But um, but it, something that happened to me, I remember my mind was first blown, you know, pre-Alfie pre Cohn reading, but just things that made me think that. Uh -huh. Brother is older than me and went to college in his first year, he did an art history class. And they took a test, you know, after the unit, whatever. And then the teacher handed back their tests with marked which ones were wrong and said, um, you can turn them in again tomorrow. Um, you can take these home and, and look up the answers and just write them in and you'll get the grade that at the end, you know, cause, and I remember kind of being confused cause I'm in high school still where everything's grades. And right. it was like, and my brother's like, well, he said, you know, he wanted us to learn the material. So if there's something I didn't know, he wants me to go back and look it up again. Right. And it's like, oh, right. So the actual goal is to learn things. <laughs> why was that like, why was that such a revolutionary idea? And yeah, right. like, that's, that's what it, that's what I think a lot when I talk to people about, especially uh, praise and rewards and yeah, punishments yeah. is like, why is, why is this such a controversial idea? Right. Um, but I, you know, it's cultural a lot, but I, I think we can yeah. tie in too, Alfie's, work about competition and yep. fairness. Yeah, yeah, that was like next on my list. Oh, okay. Well, then go but ahead. No, I, I'd like to see how you, so how do you tie that in? Well, I just was thinking, so, um, uh, so, so a lot of this thinking is really new for my husband too. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he's done college and has his MBA and, you know, um, it's all very competitive. Yeah. Uh, and most schooling is, we're just trained that way. Um, yeah. So the idea of, being an easy grader or accepting late work um, is sometimes really hard uh, for him yeah. and for students in the class because it doesn't seem right. fair that the ones, yeah. you know, I was a high, high achiever student, mostly out of stubbornness um, right, right. <laughs> and ego. Um, so, so for me to, to put all the work in to get it done on time and meet the requirements, it doesn't seem fair that the student who struggled a little bit or turned it in late or um, right. didn't quite understand the assignment to get, you know, to not lose a bunch of points or to get another. Right, job. right. Um, but we have to reframe it as our goal is learning. Right, right. Not winning this also gets in the myth of the spoiled child too right? yeah yeah like wait i i deserve this but that person doesn't yeah right it's capitalism um, man yeah yeah and i think it's a scarcity mentality right that only one person can get this or only the top 10 percent can get recognized and the rest yeah them or whatever yeah yeah like so, i had a i had a student one week who um and my students are mixed group you know it's um it's it's almost all women. I think I've had one uh, man in class in my three semesters. Most of them are currently working with young children, but then some are just 18 and trying to figure out what they want to do. Right. So, so there's a mix there too. But um, so I had one assignment and it was to watch an interview that I had done 
uh, with a parent about a specific topic and then just write a reflection piece about it. What did mm-hmm. you wonder? What did you like? What do you question? What, is there anything you disagree with? And just process the information. For, sure. For um, and it was clear that this one person turning in the assignment had not really watched the video. Like she, she was writing about what she thought the topic could be, but uh-huh. not mentioning any specifics from the video. Right. And, um, and so that wasn't the assignment, but she still was processing information that was sort of on topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, of course I did the obligatory, you know, make sure you read the assignment instructions. Right, right. But, but then I also commented on the thoughts that she brought out in her piece and tried to connect right, right. it to what I expected. So um, it would have been very easy to say, no, you lose this one. Right. Um, or, you know, here's your punishment for not doing yeah, yeah, that. Right, right. But my goal is to help them practice with these ideas. So um, yeah. I'm not going to shut that down. Right. And that brings up, so more thinking about the system then that you're in, right? Because it seems like that conversation, if there was time given to that of, like not trying to cover more content, but trying to have more reflective conversations with the students. Uh-huh. Someone like that could have learned a lot from, and hopefully still did from what you did. Yeah. But it seems like we want to like the, you know, here's the curriculum that you have to teach, cram all this in. Right. And I mean, I just think, so if my teachers, when I'm coaching them, it, it's much less about, and, and, you know, there are times I'm like trying to teach them all these things. Like we're going right. to accreditation renewal right now. So it's like, there's all these things you're not doing right now that you have to do in the next six months, right? When they come, <laughs> you got to be doing it. Yeah. And yet I can't cram all that in. I have to f- choose something that I feel like will apply to everything in some way and really be able to talk to them and go through, oh, so when you did that change, did you see how the kids, you know, weren't asking you all the time what's next because they could look? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and they became more was, independent or whatever. Just but having those conversations about that, then they might say, Oh, I should do that over here too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I could change what I do in a different area. But it's like slowing down, I feel like because I feel like in the classroom, I bet your classroom feels you're when you work with young children, yeah. Slowed down more than what some people might. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I don't even know what people think. You know, and you're with toddlers, is that right? Not anymore. I'm in preschool, yeah. Okay. Good. So if you're preschool, then you're getting them ready for school, right? So you're cramming everything in. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) But um, so so I'm thinking about when I was a center director too, um, how these, this uh, sort of direction we're going with Alfie's stuff. Yeah. There and and my meetings with individual teachers, which I saw as precious because you don't always get that time. Right. We're very much just reflection and they would talk to me and I would ask a question that I hoped took it deeper or offer an example or something to keep the conversation going. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. top down, but what, as, as a center director, what drove me crazy, Alfie cone wise is (laughs) whenever it was like staff appreciation or, um, you know, of course we can have fun days and bring all the brownies and I'll eat them and that's fine. Um, uh, Ooh, especially Annie Buckles. She brought the best brownies. <laughs> but anyway, um, where I was going with that, I think. Is, I hope she got a raise. Yeah, oh, she was a parent. She was. A oh, parent. a parent. Yeah, okay. She, well, so she was treated her kid better. Us. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Yeah, definitely. Hers was the favorite. No. <laughs> but anyway, stuff around staff appreciation, I think, fits this conversation too. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, the hard thing is when you ask staff what they want, a lot of times the answer is thank you notes and pats on the back and parties. But what, what Alfie is telling us is that doesn't really incentivize right. what we're, you know, or show real appreciation. So I had to, so I sort of tried to keep that in mind when I was having those reflective conversations with teachers too yeah. and work authentic, um, uh, relevant appreciation right. into those conversations and hope that eventually that would become more meaningful than the brownies yeah, yeah. in the break room to mixed success. Can you give an example of that? Like, it felt more ethical to me. So, um, you know, it might be something as easy as, um, not even easy, but something like um, a teacher coming in and we're talking about, you know, there was a, the week before when we met, there was a behavior that was hard for her to deal with. And we talked it through. And then she comes in the next week and I ask how that is going. And she tells me the changes that she made or just the things she sees mm -hmm. differently with the child. And then I make the connection and I'm like, see, right. you know, last week you, you wanted to try this and you tried it and it's working and that's awesome. And um, right. so it's, so it's specifically tied to meaningful work that they've done yeah, and not just shallow. Cause I know when I'm not really appreciated, right. but a boss yeah, yeah. gives me a card. Like I, I don't want to insult people's intelligence. Right. Um, but it's a hard balance when that's what right. they, you know, are and, and to me, expect. so I feel like when I receive a card, well, one, if, if there's like a family situation that happened, you know, mm -hmm. when, died last year like getting cards from people that felt authentic right or or sometimes once in a while i'm um, just during this whole covid thing we were open for essential workers and it was stressful and things and one day this one teacher who makes cards you know just had mm -hmm. a card in his desk and it was just like have a great day and it was, that one when it was just unexpected and on like it like oh she meant that and she just spent you know the last week mm -hmm these cards right yeah. like little you know things that's uh, 3d you know like yeah you know so it's just like that was real but then yeah there is the like the birthday card and everyone writing in like you know thanks so much for the work you do and, yeah. and those ones definitely feel like obligatory maybe that's part of it uh, yeah or an i appreciate you card where everybody gets a card on the same day that's, yeah yeah that's, so i right. you know i'm definitely not saying that it's a bad thing to write yeah. you know, your staff or somebody a note of a right but that can't be but it's that what you're in exactly yeah. yeah that's not the, that's not it, the only thing and right. if your intent is to manipulate them in some way right it's sort of false appreciation well, it's interesting though because i feel like our um the uh, senior leadership, like we're a bigger agency, right? Uh -huh. Therapies and all these things. Yeah. So, but the leadership up high, when they, because they just kind of look at numbers, they don't sure. know teachers individually. And they certainly know the teachers do work and, you know, and all, uh, good work and yeah. you know, appreciate them genuinely. Yeah. But in terms of what they see, they think of it as retention, right? Right. So how you keep staff around, what are the things that are going to help? And so we do get a budget for that, right? Uh huh. And it was that idea of like, do we use it for, and so we do some things and it is usually around having money. So when something happens to a person, they have, you know, a miscarriage, a parent, mm -hmm. things like that. We yeah. have money to do something for the person. Sure. And then 
Um, the next thing we did was things like we had a book club, right? So, you know, I think the nerd in you is going to appreciate it, but it was, <laughs> you're going to, you know, who wants to get together and talk about early childhood? And now we have one around, we actually have, you get four choices, book, movie, article, or um, podcast around um, white privilege and racial. Okay. Ooh, that sounds like a fun right? way to do it. So that's the, what we're doing now. But, you know, but just that idea of like, we do think of you as professionals, right. at, you know, and it's funny because like higher ups are, are kind of looking at it as, well, this will mean that people will stay. Yeah. Um, but what it turns out is it's like the, the specific, um, trying to think of what a word Alfie Cohn would use. I can't remember <laughs> people for what they actually did. Yeah. Connected this to this and that's yeah. your practice, right? Yeah. Um, I think about um, one agency that I worked at that had a lot of turnover because we all do. Um, But what the teachers were saying, what the people in the classrooms were saying was we have so many challenging behaviors and we don't know, we don't feel like we're equipped or supported to -hmm. deal with that. And the response was teachers are frustrated. We should get them like some cool t-shirts and let them wear t-shirts on Fridays. (laughs) That's not the, it's not the, right. That's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, although it's interesting that challenge behavior was another direct er, uh, way I saw maybe going, like in your own classroom. Uh-huh. If you had a child with challenging behaviors, um, I kept hearing, you know, the carrot and stick. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in the podcast. And I was thinking about as a coach, when people have a child that's like, has some behaviors that they can't figure out, it's like, they want, it's like the teacher's like, so what's the, essentially, what's the carrot? Right, right. Like, what's the one thing I do and then everything will be fine? Yeah. Um, and I can understand the stress, yeah. you know, going, you know, the person's going through. Yeah. I worked one week in a classroom this summer. You know, it was the first time in three years that I've been in the classroom that much. Of, <laughs> you know, and there was a child that was like, yeah. you know, she definitely was making it more difficult for me. And it was a school age room. So it's like, Oh boy, that's hard. never worked with before, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, Oh, what do I do with a seven year old? But I can understand wanting, like, what's the one thing I can do. Right. But honestly, what helped for that week. And I think for a little while after was me just talking about, you know, having conversations with her and appreciating what is she trying to do? Uh huh. You want to make sure people, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure people know that, you know, it upsets you when you hear someone call your brother, you know, like, yeah, whatever, whatever it was, your brother or whatever it is. And that's okay. You can be mad. Mm -hmm. What let you do is, you know, hit them, steal their toys, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah, all those things. But having those conversations over and over, eventually, you know, by the end of the week, she's talking to me like, I don't like when they say that. Yeah. I was just, but that was the thing. It, there wasn't an easy answer. And it's so hard. And the funny thing was the teacher who had been asking me, I was co-teaching with that week. Uh-huh. I hadn't even thought of it as coaching. I was just subbing because yeah. we don't have a lot of options. Yeah. <laughs> bringing new adults. Um, he was just like, oh, you know, that like, thanks for like, I really kind of saw how to yeah. deal with this behavior. It's like, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think it's, there's it's a, a difference between them, thing. Yeah, them coming into our office 
um, yeah. and asking, how do I do this? And we have the conversation, but then the fact that you're in there and they're seeing you try the things that you've been talking to them about right, right. maybe makes a big difference. Um, or just, you know, having that pressure off of them to be the one. With yeah, the answer. yeah. So now I am going to be a sub and, but part of it is that my boss is thinking of it as I'm, that's when I do my coaching modeling, you know, like the, uh -huh. the model, my, cause I can't, with COVID, I'm not supposed to be in the room for more than 10 minutes regularly. Oh. And if I do sub in a room, I can't go into other rooms for two days, you know, <laughs> like. I'm you laughing, know, I it get is, it, three days. that's so wild, yeah. Yeah, just this, it's like a completely different yeah. thing, you know. Um, so it's mostly reflective questions with teachers, not, I don't get to observe as much mm -hmm. or see it on video and we yeah. talk about it, that thing. So, yeah. I mean, but it does make me, think like oh wait that modeling that having a long it's a longer investment maybe that's what this is not going the direction I thought it would well but I, but I <laughs> wait, think how that, did it get to be a mommy yeah no that's definitely one of the things one of the ways that that Alfie Cohn influenced me is to be able to right. identify that there's not a quick fix and then how to sort of articulate because yeah. I had that instinctive feeling um, and, right. he, you know, he gave me some ways to articulate it or to model it. So, but it's, it's so hard for teachers in the moment to accept that you might not actually ever see the effect that like they might move right. to the next room and yep. all of those things that you did to, to work with that behavior or to, to process that, um, were still good and great and, mm -hmm. and helpful, but now the next room is going to benefit and you yeah. start over. I, I saw a social worker refer to it as the, um, the positive nudge. Oh. And you know that, uh, cause, and he was definitely looking more at the full range of the child's life, right? Uh -huh. He would work with kids, you know, yeah. how are they going to do in high school? How are they going to do after school? Right. Mm -hmm. What do they do? Mm -hmm. And so he just talked about like, it's a combination of all these people. Like no one person is going to make the child successful. It's, but you know, even when a child has all this trauma, you can still nudge them in the right direction. And if enough adults are doing that, you know, they, it's like they're built, you're really building their own resiliency. Yeah. And that's yeah. that getting back to the internal that Alfie Cohen's talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, and it, you know, thinking about it, I guess those external things, why people have such a, why people like it is because it's so immediate. Right, yeah. like Feels I'm gonna because yeah. my teacher is gonna give me this or whatever, mm -hmm. and then the day that there's no jelly bean or stick, sure. or whatever they're like, eh. or the fact that it's not a long term change doesn't matter to you because you get to send them to someone else, right? In well, a couple and of that, months, that's so. true too. Like, our, the, the system most of us have it is sort of like, how do I just put up with this kid for the year? I mean, I hate yeah. to say that way, but I feel like, um. I just want to get into the Anne Palo episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I want to think about that one more because I think I do want to. <laughs> I need to listen to that one again because yeah. I haven't listened to it since we recorded it. But, but, um, but you know, it's the thing of like, you know, try to help people just appreciate the child and then figure, mm -hmm. you know, our, the first thing we say to teachers now is, oh, the child you're having a hard time with, focus more time on building a relationship with that child. Yeah. Which Teachers go back to that fairness, but then I'm not paying attention. I'm not spending yeah. time with the other kids. Yeah. 
And it's like, but they already have a relationship with you. Right, exactly. They, uh, you know, I had, I had some, um, you know, every semester I work with a new group of grad students. So we yeah. have orientation at the beginning and then they're gone and we start with a new group. But we had, um, we had one, one guy last year, one, he's, you know, a four-year-old and um, he needed that little extra freedom. He was not going to sit in group time and he right, was right, not yeah. going to participate in these other things. And um, he, he preferred to go outside with the younger group and come and have right. you know, and So, so we just, we worked with that. And yeah. um, so finally one of the students said, why does he get so much more freedom than the other kids get? And I was like, cause he's the one who needs it. Right. Like right, right. the other kids, if I said, why don't you come sit with us and read this book? And they didn't, then maybe they would have get that same freedom that they were seeing. Right, right. Yeah. But if yeah. they come and join me, then they don't, you know, it's, it's different. Right. They had the freedom too. the freedom. Yeah. They, what they chose to do is. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. they just need fairness sort of redefined and. Right. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. And thought of in a different way, but it's very ingrained in all of us. I think that idea right. of competition and fairness and. Um, yeah. Definitely tricky. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You start sounding like Marx when it's like to each, what is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't quote Marx. I'm sorry. Each, You'll have to come each up child's, with Each uh, child's needs, you know, yes. um, you're given what you need rather yes. than, I know. should know it because it's also a Seinfeld reference, but ah, yeah. well, I know what yeah, quote you're talking I'm butchering about. it too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but there is that idea that um, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I'm always amazed when people do. Yeah. Uh, and... I don't know, maybe I was a theater kid. I don't know about you, but for me, like there's the sports versus theater. Cause like theater, it's never a competition. You know right. what I mean? You do the show and you hope you do it well. And the next day you're going to do it and try to do it well. Yeah. And two different shows can be great for completely opposite reasons or and there's no like score at the end. And, mm-hmm. and it is true that certain people get different roles, you know, that it's not fair in the sense that everyone's not out there. Like I never went up and sang, well, pretty much anything besides <laughs> the chorus for yeah. musicals. Um, I was more, yeah, no one wanted to hear me sing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it couldn't, you know, it wasn't supposed to be fair in that sense that we all did the same thing. That wouldn't make a good show. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, I but think it's different than sports where different people do different things, but it's based on how many points you score. Or, right or how many points you prevent from getting scored against you or something. And there's an idea at the end who won. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, use, think... I use sports a lot in terms when we're talking about fairness or, you know, yeah. oh, okay. just, just not because I, I not, not the scores. I totally get what you're saying and I agree, yeah. but just the idea that to be fair, everybody on the team would have the same expectations, the same roles, and then none of the sport would happen. Because right, right. The, the yeah. idea is that everybody has different skills and responsibilities and levels and yep. all of that together makes the sport. Right. Um, uh, and, and, you know, the competition piece is in there. And, right. Um, yeah, and it is interesting because I feel like that, I guess that's partly the thing I want to question out loud because I'm not competitive. Uh-huh. Me neither. My sister well, is. And so, and she also works in early childhood. I <laughs> But I'm curious because like for her, that's a, a motivator is to like win, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and of course in our classes, there's always the kid who ran, you know, up ahead and I got here first. Exactly. Yeah. Or trying this. to get in line first. And yeah. Know. And it was just, what do you say when a kid does that? 
the kid um, who has to, who gets there first and has to make sure everyone knows. Well, I mean, if it doesn't bother anybody else. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did get there first. Um, we had a lot of boys in our class last year and it seemed like they were, you know, they're all kind of the same age and they were very much, they weren't competitive much else, but to get to the other door, like we moved from one classroom to another during part of the morning. Yeah. And there was a huge race and it was more stressful for the adults than it was for the kids. You know what I'm, they, they all right. wanted to be first. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. would argue about who was first, but they were not yep. angry with each other. They weren't really competing. Right. Um, and it was the adults who wanted everything to be nice and quiet and slow and okay and fair. Right, right. Because um, I feel like they're probably socializing. Yeah, that's very much what instead it seemed of, like. Instead of punching each other's shoulders or something, it was... Yeah, right. Or I would just tell the grad students to just imagine it's a litter of puppies. Like, you know, <laughs> they're rolling on each other and they're right, right. they're racing and they're yelling. and um, Yeah, yeah. But some, for some reason, imagining them as a litter of puppies made it more palatable for them than seeing four-year-old right. boys. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Because in some ways, I do think it's understanding, right? Of like, oh, yeah other young animals like do this behavior too. Yeah. It's yeah. not a sign that yeah. something's wrong. But. Now, if it, was, if it was bothering children or they really were hurting each other, then it would be different. Then we would yeah. you know, find other ways to move from A to B. Um, right. Or, um, you know, help one child develop the language and the confidence to assert themselves or right, right. Um, giving everybody a chance to run one at a time or something, you know? Um, right. We did put names on the floor in certain uh-huh. spots because there's a, more waiting and transitioning than I would like in my preschool, right. but it's just the yeah. way we're running. Um, so having, you know, a spot that there was their name helped, mm-hmm. like, you know, they, right. they could run and race, but ultimately they're racing for their own name. So it's yeah, not yeah. all right at the front door. Um, right. So there's, there's, now I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my work is, is done. Then. Yeah. 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 So I, mean, I, I think, I mean, I feel like we could then start, because the other direction I wanted to go, maybe this is another conversation. Mm-hmm. I was just doing a workshop with my, the teachers at my center this week on ways mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of relearning that. But one thing that came up was the way we talk about girls and talking about them being pretty or their outfit is pretty and uh-huh. things like that. And I think there's a whole thing going on with gender and praise Aside from the good job, there's also the, uh-huh. oh, what a cute dress. Right, you know, which is just like, gendered praise. <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah, it's, gendered praise. Yeah. It's still the same idea of sort of inauthentic force right. um, yeah. of habit. But I feel like phrases. it's one that even people who get past the saying good job, like, it, like I know for me, it's like I still fall into it, even mm-hmm. though this, but it's like how mm-hmm. often, and part of this is the girls are already socializing look at my new dress. Yeah. And they're free to say it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. I mean, I, cute. <laughs> yeah, I definitely try to, I think it's the same as other kinds of praise. We want to make it relevant and authentic and not just mm-hmm. meaningless uh, phrases where the same person, same kid, all the kids get the same phrase. So, you right. know, I might say, Oh, I really like that dress. Yeah. Um, but I, I try very hard not to say, Oh, you look right. so pretty to all the girls. I know. I, what I, well, me and the teachers kind of came up with being specific. So yeah. it's like, Oh, it's, 
Elsa. Right. Or look how purple it is. Or I like to yeah. say, I bet it really twirls when you spin around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. I think just asking what they do in it. Like yeah. my phrase now is I wonder what you'll do in it today. Yeah. Yeah. We um, had, we had one little boy who would come in on special days and he liked to wear like bow ties and his church, well, his synagogue clothes. And, um, and he would put product on his hair and sometimes he would wear cologne and, um, right. but he would just say, I'm, I'm feeling very handsome today. I'm glad you're going for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's and then just, he sidled you know, up to somebody's grandma and he was like, you can smell me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, Oh, that does sound good. But yeah. So when they're, if they're asking specifically, I will give it, but I want to right. make sure that it's not, hollow and stereotypical and yeah um, that kind of thing but um sometimes yeah. it's just you just laugh yeah <laughs> i think it is that part of yeah trying to want and i also feel like if there's a girl who that's all she does is constantly oh sure she's cute or pretty or her outfit's pretty or yeah you know that um then i really want to focus on like either tell me about it tell me about yeah. that outfit. where did you get it did, yeah you know yeah. something's yeah because sometimes they got it from grandma or absolutely yeah yeah so just what's tell me what you like about that dress could be a really good response or um i like to say oh do you think you'll be able to climb in that dress (laughs) (laughs) and then it's a different conversation but um, i remember one day we were going on a hike and this girl came to show me her sparkly shoes and my first thought was oh man don't didn't your parents remember it's a hiking (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's hiking day yeah uh, so anyways yeah. um yeah no that one i just bring up and i wanted to at least mention because i do feel like that's one that if i really like videoed myself and watched it i bet i'd find more lapses in oh sure i think i would yeah. not being as specific not being yeah you know but, but I mean, that's a good i think that's a good perspective because even you and i who have thought about this a lot aren't perfect so it's okay right right to not be perfect you're not irreparably damaging probably a right. child by occasionally saying those kinds of things but yeah, yeah. it's the intentionality right. and the willingness to change it once you realize right um what's yeah. going on i think that is important perfect and i think that's a great way to end oh perfect oh good <laughs> a smooth ending well not now because i've started talking and i'll make it weird but <laughs> I did I did parent interviews for my summer yeah and the parent interviews ended exactly the same way as the podcasts do and so all my students are very aware of my authentic self now I think <laughs> all right this was fun thank you I can't yeah. wait to do another one yeah um, yeah I had fun too yeah and I, I think it's it is definitely fun for me to be stretched and asked and and pushed back on a little bit sometimes. So, so thanks for the idea and for the time and and for the, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Come back again next week for another episode. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh...